0: Everybody said amen and amen. There's something that we as the body of Christ and as believers need to know today. And we need to know that the church has been given the, the right, the privilege, and the power of attorney, the legal right to use the name of Jesus It's a privilege that we have been given by the Lord as followers of Christ, as the body of Christ. We have that power of attorney. I mentioned this a few weeks ago and and asked if everybody was familiar with what a power of attorney is, and most everybody was, but a power of attorney basically is authority given to act, On behalf of another person in certain specified manners. That value, the value of that power of attorney depends on how much there is in back of the name that has given you that power of attorney to act in their stead. How much authority and how much power that that name represents who you are uh, representing. So the measure of that power, the measure of the ability of Jesus Christ is the measure of the value of His name. Now I want you to get a hold of this today. And all that is invested in the name of Jesus Christ, all that has been invested in His name and all that that name represents and stands for and is today belongs. Belongs to us the body of Christ the church of the Lord Jesus Christ because he has given to his church the unqualified use of his name can I get an amen. Hallelujah. Jesus said in the text that we read in John 16 there, in verse 24 he says, Up until now you've asked nothing in my name, but ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Here, Jesus not only gives us the use of his name, but also he declares that we have the right to use his name in prayer. There's a big push and has been for years to, uh, you know, in public events and ball games and what have you for people to pray but don't use whatever you don't use the name of Jesus in prayer if anyone asked me to pray in a public event for over a public event and said well the only stipulation is you can't use the name of Jesus I wouldn't pray under those circumstances or situation because God the Father doesn't even recognize any prayer that's not offered to him through Jesus Christ and in in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus here gives us his name to use in prayer. Amen. He declares that the prayer that is prayed in his name will receive his special attention. He said whatever you ask the Father in my name he will give it you. Now that's a pretty good promise. I don't know if anybody realizes that but we need to get a hold of that today. Jesus' here in this text in John you ask the father in my name I will endorse that and the father will answer that prayer and give you and your petitions of course we do understand that what we're asking and the petitions must be according to the will of God and and, uh, in line with the word of God I think we agree with that but this text here and this passage of scripture puts prayer on a, on a, a purely legal basis for he the Lord has given us that legal right to use his name and it's based on what he has accomplished and what he has done at the cross of Calvary as we as believers we take our privileges we take our rights in the new covenant in the new testament and we pray in the name of Jesus those prayers and needs and petitions that we bring to the father pass out of of our hands into the hands of the Father, into the hands of the Lord Jesus. And here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, when we come to God in the name of Jesus, then Jesus assumes the responsibility of that prayer. It's like this. When you pray, when you get on your knees or in your prayer closet, it doesn't necessarily have to be kneeling, but when you go to the Lord in prayer and you say, Father, I come to you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ you are granted immediate instantaneous access into the very presence and the throne room of God I don't know if anybody realizes that or not but that's true and it's just like see you're not coming to the Lord uh, you know in your own um, merits you're not coming saying here I am Jesus here I am father I deserve to, hear my, to have my prayer answered but you're coming in the name of Jesus your high priest your intercessor hallelujah and when you come in the name of Jesus to the Father and you're in that name it is as, it is as if Jesus himself were making the petition before the Father for you can anybody say amen today hallelujah we know this for a fact that God the Father always hears Jesus. Amen? I said he always hears Jesus. When Jesus showed up at Bethany and there when Lazarus had died and he went to the tomb of Lazarus and he was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead do you remember what Jesus said the Bible said that he lifted up his eyes and he prayed a prayer there before he uh, had them to roll the stone away and Jesus said this he said father I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me see listen ladies and gentlemen we know that the father always hears Jesus and when we pray in the name of Jesus it is is as though Jesus himself were doing the praying and if it's as Jesus were doing the praying we know we have the ear of almighty God and he's hearing our prayer let me tell you something don't you ever listen to the lie of Satan that tells you that God's not hearing your prayer when you are praying according to his will when you are praying in that precious name of Jesus you have the ear of God and God does hear your prayer can I get an amen today how many believes that praise the Lord give him praise amen Hallelujah. The Father hears us. I love the old hymn, the old song that says, Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then, wherever you go. Precious name, oh, how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh, how sweet. Hope of earth and joy of heaven. Thank God for the name. That is above every name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we pray, we take Jesus' place. When we pray pray in his name we are taking his place here on this earth to carry out his will and he takes our place before the heavenly father to guarantee that there will be an answer we are his representatives on earth we are his body here on this earth as a church it is Christ living in us the hope of glory and the only vehicle that God has today to do the work and fulfill the work of Jesus Christ on this earth is His body that He's placed here, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and He has given us His name, His authority, and the power of attorney to use that name today to fulfill what He has called us to do, amen? Amen praise God Jesus said that it should not only cover his name would not only cover our prayer life but his name can also be used in our combat against the unseen forces that surround us and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit but Jesus said in Mark chapter 16 that these signs how many knows where I'm at Mark 16 these signs shall follow them that believe or literally these signs shall follow the believing ones every child of God is a believing one how many how many believers do we have here that's what the Bible calls us believers or believing ones that's what believers do we believe Is that right? I mean, boy, that's deep, isn't it? We became believers by believing and placing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is who we are. We are believers. That is what we do. Believers believe. And Jesus said there in Mark 16, verse 17 and 18, he said these signs he had told us in that great commission to go into all the world to preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved he that believes not will be damned and then he said these signs shall accompany or these signs shall follow the believing ones and he said here are the signs in my name notice how it starts out it's not in your name or in somebody else's name it's not nece- not even in the name of the church but it is in my name in Jesus name in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will tell Make up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means harm them or hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. See, here is Jesus is revealing his part in that great commission. That great commission, that great document that he gave to the church. When he said, In in Matthew 28, that all power or all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Now, listen to me. All authority, Jesus said, all authority. That means there ain't no more. All authority, all power, he said, has been given to me in heaven and where else? And on the earth. Then he says, I am sending you forth to make disciples. I'm sending you out to preach the gospel to every creature and to make disciples of all nations. And he said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. What a promise that is for the church today that we know that Jesus in all of his power, in all of his authority is with us and he will not leave us or forsake us. He is with us through the infilling of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he is with us in the the power and the authority of his name. Now listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. What does that name mean today? What does that name of Jesus mean to God the Father? What does that name mean to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? What does the name of Jesus mean? to Satan. I'm telling you we're talking about a name that is above every other name over every power and dominion and might and spirit. The name of Jesus has authority. To the Father when we think about the name of Jesus it must mean more than what our hearts or minds could ever imagine or ever grasp. But we can suggest just a little bit of the wealth and the power that the Father God has stored in the name of Jesus and we need to understand something today that the possibilities that are unfolding and I don't think the church has really grasped a hold of this as we should that the possibilities that are unfolded in the name of Jesus are far beyond our understanding or comprehension we just scratched the surface of the power that is in the name of Jesus we've used that name the name of Jesus kind of as a rabbit's foot or a magic wand to wave around. That's not how we use the name of Jesus. We must understand what is behind that name. What is invested in that name. All the power that is in that name. The anointing that is in that name. And what that name means to God. And what that name means to us. And what that name means to the devil. Because I'm telling you something today. This is the part Satan don't like to hear. Because That name means something to the devil. It means his total demise and defeat. Come on, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I'm about to feel something here today when Jesus said, Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, when he made that statement, he's giving us a sign check on the resources of heaven and asking us to fill that out. There is a greatness to the name of Jesus. There is a greatness, a threefold greatness to his name. First of all, he inherited a more excellent name than any of the angels as being the only begotten son of God. Secondly, God has given to him a name above every name. We read it a while ago. A name above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in the three worlds, Paul said in Philippians, in earth, in heaven, and in earth, and under the earth. Third, his name is great because of his conquest, because of the victory that he himself won over sin, over Satan, disease, death, and hell and the grave. In that conquest, he acquired a name that is above all names. What he did at the cross, when he paid that price at Calvary, he... He, he acquired a name there that is above every name. And what he did there at Calvary is in back of his powerful name. The Bible says that he inherited a more excellent name than any of the angels of God as the only begotten of the Father. I won't take time to read it all, but you can write it down and read it when you get home. But in that first chapter of Hebrews, and I was reading through, read through the book of Hebrews again this week. What a powerful book the book of Hebrews is. But in chapter 1 of Hebrews, in those first four verses, he talks about how much better that Jesus is than the angels. And he said that, uh, that he, that God has appointed Jesus as heir of all things, that through him he made the worlds, that Jesus was the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person, and that Jesus is upholding all things by the word of his power. Hallelujah. It said that when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand, on the right hand of majesty on high. Do you know what that means? When Jesus sat down, that means that what he did at the cross was a finished work. He's done. He's complete. He didn't have to do anything else. Come on, amen. He's already done everything that needs to be done about the devil, about your situation, about your salvation, about your redemption, about your healing, everything that needs to be done. He took care of it and sat down on the right hand of Almighty God some men are born with great names a king or a czar maybe but others have their names made great by their achievements some have great names conferred upon them but Jesus is great because of all of those things his name is great and he is great because he has inherited a great name from the father his name is great because of his achievements and because that his name was conferred upon him by almighty god jesus inherited a greater name it says there in uh hebrews chapter one that he inherited a greater name than any angelic being can i tell you something today jesus is not an archangel Amen. I know the Mormons teach that. And the Mormons teach that he's actually, Jesus was, I think maybe Michael the archangel and was a brother of Lucifer. Jesus is above the angels. He is not an angel. He is not an angelic being. Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of Almighty God. Come on, amen. The Son of the highest. Hallelujah. And he has inherited a name greater than either. Any of the angelic beings. The scripture tells us that as a son. He is the heir of all things. And through him the worlds were made. He is the very outshining. The very revelation of the father. He didn't have to imitate God. He was God. He inherited his name from his great God. Father Almighty God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I haven't inherited a name, uh, you know, a a great name on this earth. But I'm telling you what, I have a great name in heaven because I'm in Jesus Christ and I'm a child of God and an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus through the precious blood of the Lamb. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God gave him his name. And the name that God gave him is a name that is above every name. I am going to read these verses in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. We know these verses. We've heard them before. But listen to what he says. Philippians 2, 9. Therefore, God has also... Highly exalted him speaking of Jesus and has given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven of those on earth and of those under the earth isn't that a powerful passage of scripture here this passage declares that God gave to Jesus the name which is above Every name. I said the name which is above every name. And in those three worlds, at that name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, earth, and hell. And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord in those three worlds to the glory of God the Father. That means Jesus, the name of Jesus, has all authority in heaven. The name of Jesus has all authority on this earth and the name of Jesus has all authority under the earth or in the domain of Satan. Are you hearing me? Oh hallelujah. He said this in, in Ephesians 1 I read it to you a while ago he said that when he raised Jesus from the dead, when God raised Jesus from the dead that he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age but in that which is to come, and God has placed everything, all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, listen to it, To the church, to the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. See, God has given to him, to Jesus, the name above every name, has seated him in the highest place of authority in the universe at his own right hand and has made him, Jesus, the head over all things, through what he did at Calvary and the reason he did this is for what was it for the benefit of Jesus did Jesus need to be exalted no he was was exalted he was there with the father from the very beginning he is God and was God and always will be God he didn't do that for his own self or his own exaltation but he humbled himself became obedient to death and God highly exalted him and seated him at his own right hand and gave him all power and authority in the universe why for the benefit of the church he's made him head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that fills all things come on it's for your benefit that Jesus is seated there today That is the reason he has given us and made that deposit for the church on which we have a right to use his name and a privilege to use his name to draw for every need that this church has and that the church has. He's given him that name that is within it, has within it, the fullness of of the power of the godhead is anybody here we have the right to use that name ladies and gentlemen against our enemies amen when i'm talking about enemies i'm not talking about your neighbor we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but against powers principalities and the powers of darkness we have a right to use that name his name against our enemies we have a right as we've read to use that name in our petitions we have a right to use that name in our worship and in our praise and that's why when we worship the Lord and praise him here we praise and lift up and exalt the name of Jesus because there is no greater or more powerful name than his name. His name is great because God, God, he inherited it and it was conferred upon him by the father. Do you get that? Do you see that? Amen. No greater name than can be that can be uttered to get today. I know there's there's, you know, there's other people that were named Jesus or Jesus or whatever, but this name here when we talk about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that is a name that carries power and authority in heaven, earth and in hell. His name is great because he inherited it, because it was conferred upon him by the Father. But his name is great also because of his conquests. And here is the part that Satan don't want you to hear. Are you, are you, so are you listening? Amen? By conquest, The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 and 15 that at the cross, something took place. When Jesus died on Calvary, and Paul reveals this in Colossians 2 and 15, and he says this, having disarmed. Here's what Jesus did. Having disarmed, this is the New King James, I believe. The King James says, having spoiled principalities and powers. But here it says, having disarmed principalities and powers... He, Jesus, made a show of them openly or made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. In what? What is the it? It is his death on the cross and his glorious resurrection. And in his finished work, I guess you could say it that way, in his finished work, what he did, one of the things he did at the cross was, we know that he atoned for all sin, we know that he paid the sin debt, we know that he shed his blood so that we could be cleansed and freed from sin but one of the other things that happened there on the cross when he died was that he crushed the head of the serpent are you listening to me he fulfilled Genesis 3 15 and he crushed the head of the serpent Satan bruised his heel Jesus bruised the head of the serpent I thank God for that every single day I remind the devil of that every single day I tell Satan and his imps and his minions every single day devil you got no authority in my life you got no right in my life you got no right against me today because something took place at Calvary and it was there Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior defeated you totally and conquered you completely hallelujah Oh, church, we got to wake up to that fact. Here we get that view in Colossians 2.15 of his conquest over the satanic forces in his death and resurrection, in that death on the cross when he shed his blood and died there on Calvary. He hurled back the hosts of darkness and he totally triumphed in that death over the powers of darkness and left Satan, listen, to me he left satan a defeated foe satan is a great usurper he's a deceiver he is a liar are you hearing me he will try to tell you he has authority over you. He has power over you. Jesus took that authority away from him. As far as the church is concerned and the believer is concerned, Jesus defeated him and took that authority away from him at Calvary. And if you're in Christ, Satan has no right, no right, no right over you whatsoever today. Amen. Hebrews 2.14 says that as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Jesus, likewise took part of the same. That through death, he, Jesus, might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Jesus came to destroy the works for this purpose. John said in his epistle 3 and 8, I believe, First John, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, somebody said, Brother Iggy, it don't look like they've been destroyed. That word destroyed, I love it. One translation says it this way, that through death, in order that through death he might paralyze him that held the dominion of death that is, the adversary. The Amplified Translation says it this way, that by going through death, speaking of Jesus, by going through death, he might bring to naught and make of no effect him who had the power of death, that is, the devil. Through the death of Jesus on the cross, he paralyzed, brought to naught, and made ineffective the power that Satan would have over your life. He brought an end to that. But it's for those who will believe that. To appropriate that. To lay claim to that. Amen. It is a finished work and it's a done deal. See, listen to me, saints. How I many are still with me? You still here? Amen. When Jesus paid that sin debt. When he paid that price on the cross and he put away by the sacrifice of himself, he put away that awful burden of guilt that but that the sin that we had the sickness the disease everything that was that was lost and i've said this before everything that adam lost in that fall and the authority that adam gave to uh, satan in his fall in the garden jesus the Oh, hallelujah, the second Adam. Hallelujah. He came to get back everything for us that has been lost. Amen. And he conquered Satan. He paid that sin debt. And when Jesus paid the sin debt at Calvary, he removed the legal right to Satan's hold and authority and dominion over everyone who will accept, that sacrifice that he made at the cross everyone who will put their faith in Jesus we can look at this world today and we can see Satan is still doing his work out there in that kingdom of darkness but I'm telling you today for everyone that has made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life been washed in the blood of Jesus the power of darkness has been broken over you the devil has no authority over you In the name of Jesus, that power is in the name, the name, the name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take that name of Jesus with you. Everywhere you go, it's a precious name. And the devil has to flee in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That legal right he had to us was removed by the blood of Jesus when that sin that was paid. It was sin that gave Satan the legal right to hold us in bondage and authority. It was sin that gave him the legal right. Pay attention to me, okay? It was that sin that gave Satan the legal right and authority over our lives. When Jesus paid that sin debt and you accepted that sacrifice, that legal right Satan had over you is broken. Amen. Praise God. The words that Jesus spoke in Luke 11:22 show us how that Jesus conquered Satan. Left him paralyzed, whipped and defeated. Luke says it this way, or Jesus said it in Luke eleven twenty one 21 and 22. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he, are you listening to me? But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. Jesus speaks of a strong man, fully armed, That guarded his palace, which represents Satan. But Jesus said, when a stronger than he comes on him and overcomes him, that he takes from him all of his armor. You know who that stronger one was? There's a strong man named Satan, but there's one that's stronger. I said there's one that's stronger than the strong man. And when Jesus came upon him, he overcame him. Let me tell you something. When Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he not only had the keys of death and hell but when he rose from the dead he had the very armor which Satan trusted Satan don't even have his own any armor anymore hallelujah oh he's left stripped and powerless he's standing there in his BVD's come on somebody hallelujah he's just in his fruit of the looms God Jesus took away the armor in which he trusted and rendered him helpless and powerless against the powers of darkness Woo, hallelujah. He's defeated the devil, saints. He's defeated all of hell. And he stands before the three worlds of heaven, earth, and hell today as the undisputed victor, the undisputed champion over man's ancient destroyer, the devil. Come on, somebody. Woo! He stands today as the, as the ruler and the master and the Lord of this entire universe. And there isn't any other power greater than his. And there isn't any other name greater. name to you and I and to the church to use against those enemies that come against us. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That authority has been delegated. He wanted it and he delegated it to his church. Mine. I'm going to, you need to come back tonight because I'm going to get into a little more of this, but that early church utilizes, utilize when you read the book of Acts, you need to go through the book of Acts and just read every place that the name of Jesus was used by those early believers. That early church took the name, utilized that name, and the authority in that name. And that early church was The body of Christ in the earth. And they acted for Jesus in his place. Amen. He said... He said, listen, he said, I'm going away. But he said, it's to your advantage. It's for your benefit. It's good for you that I'm going away. Because I'm going to go away. And I'm going to send back the Comforter, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when he's come, he's going to fill you. He's going to empower you. And he said, the works that I do, shall you do also. And greater works than these, shall you do. Why? Because I'm going back to the Father and sending the Holy Ghost and giving you my name and I'll be with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. And in my name you will cast out demons. And in my name you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And in my name you will speak with other tongues. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. Woo. He said, you'll take up serpents. That don't mean handling rattlesnakes, come on. That don't mean bringing in a basket of copperheads and passing them down the aisle, come on. One guy said he was in a, (laughs) wasn't Wendy Bagwell, In in one of those snake handling churches one time. He didn't know what it was until he got in there and they brought out those they brought out those baskets and pulled out those copper heads and rattlesnakes, started passing them down the aisle, and he's sitting there seeing this. He didn't know what he was going to do. Hey, Amen. That thing was getting closer to him. Everybody was passing it down. It was getting closer to him. And he said the only thing he knew to would do about the, time, about the time it got close to him, he just closed his eyes and threw up his hands and said, scoot them on by, pass them on by. <laughs> <laughs> hey Amen. No, when he said they will take up serpents in my name he wasn't talking he was talking about well like Paul was accidentally bit on the island of Melita and shook it off in the fire and that poisonous viper had no effect on him that's protection that he's promised but also taking up serpents Jesus meant this he said I've give you power hallelujah over all the power of the enemy hallelujah and you shall tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you I'm telling you in his name there's power to tread upon serpents. In his name there's power to overcome temptation. In his name there's power to defeat the enemy in every area of your life. There's power, power, wonder working power in the name of Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. I got to save a little preach for tonight but that early church Utilize that name. We're going to talk about Peter and John tonight, I think, and that first miracle at the beautiful gate. But, ladies and gentlemen, that name has lost none of its power. The work that Jesus finished at Calvary is still efficacious today, it's still powerful today and the power that god invested and conferred upon the name of jesus is still power today still as powerful today and you and i and the church has the power of attorney to use that name In his place. And when you speak the name of Jesus in faith, it is as if Jesus himself were saying it through you. That is the power of attorney. Worship team, you can make your way back. Listen. We see this in the scripture. The Father has... Lifted Jesus to the highest position in the universe. How many believe that? God has bestowed upon Him honor and glory and power by seating Jesus at His right hand. He's seated there far above every known authority. And now, all honor, authority, and power has been vested in His name. And that name is given To the church. Listen, this is practically unexplored territory for the church. My prayer is God, help us that our minds today, that that as Paul prayed for that church at Ephesus, give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Give us revelation and wisdom. Lord, for us to be able to comprehend what Jesus did for us at Calvary in his death and resurrection. And the power of Christ in his name to us were who believe. Oh, that we would grasp that fact, abundant life, that Satan is paralyzed, stripped of his armor by Jesus. And when we grasp that and understand that and, and, and believe that, then it is easy to live in total victory. Amen? Because it's not what I do or what I've done. Or, you know, it's not, well, if I, make the right, if I make the right confessions or this or that and the other. And I, and I do believe that we need to, to declare what the Word of God has said about us. I believe that. But it's not faith in your faith. It's not faith in anything you can do. But it's believing. It's faith in His name and what He has done. And when we grasp that and the power that's been given us to use that name. Man, that's the secret. That's the key to victory in our life. Amen. We sing that song around here every once in a while. You know that relatively new song new song that says I speak Jesus let me just close this part this message with some words from that song y'all familiar with the song I'm talking about it says I just want to speak the name of Jesus tell every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus listen to me over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. The power in the name of Jesus. Stand with me this morning. Hallelujah! Lift your hands. Just begin to worship Him and speak the name of Jesus today. Lord Jesus, we love you today. We worship you, Jesus. Lord, we speak your name today. The name of Jesus over every bondage. We speak the name of Jesus over every stronghold. We speak the name of Jesus Christ over every addiction today, over every disease, over every sickness. Your name has power and authority today. Jesus, your name is greatly to be praised. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, in your name.